Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Friday, September 22nd. U.S. equity futures are flat to up small, so you have Dow futures unchanged. S&P futures are up six and a half points or about 15 basis points. And then NASDAQ futures are outperforming. They are up about 50 points or 36 basis points. In Europe, you have the major indices down about 40 to 50 basis points. They are off very slightly from the lows of the morning. Um, Not seeing any massive outliers in Europe. Uh, No subgroups are kind of up or down more than 1%. You are seeing some modest outperformance in tech, along with basic resources. And then you're seeing underperformance in some of your traditional safer haven groups uh, or some of your groups with, with elevated yields rather. So telecom real estate. Um, and then Asia actually had a pretty strong evening. Um, the Hang Seng rallied 2.3%. The Shanghai Comp rallied 1.5%. Japan ended down about 30 to 50 basis points. So starting with news for this morning. So the BOJ left policy unchanged. That was widely expected. And then the press conference was very benign, um, very benign, bland, no big changes. There was a ton of concern that you would see a uh, kind of hawkish ratcheting up in rhetoric that really did not take place. Uh, So that's a very small relief. You're not really seeing kind of a huge reaction in bonds, but I I definitely think kind of after, uh, you know, the the Wednesday afternoon price action and then what happened yesterday, um, that definitely is a a small relief. Flash PMIs for Europe were mixed. So on a relative basis, services came in a bit better than anticipated, but both indices are still below 50, which means they're still in contractionary territory. Um, and then, you know, this is something that's been coming through in, in a few surveys now for the last couple of weeks, you're seeing a big kind of discrepancy in prices paid. So what companies are paying for various input costs and then prices received, which refers to what companies are selling their products for prices received are, are falling. Um, so you're seeing pretty intense disinflation and then you're seeing inflation on the prices received on the prices paid front. Um, which points to margin pressure. So this is kind of something I think to keep an eye on over the coming months, not anything imminent. Um, but that that was also evident within the European flash PMIs. And I talked more about that in the piece this morning. Um, no major earnings reports from anyone um, on, on various kind of, uh, uh, as far as labor is concerned. So Chevron settled at LNG strike in Australia. Um, the Hollywood studios negotiated all day yesterday with the WGA, so the writers' union. They're going to continue talking today. There are a few reports that have been out um, out Wednesday night and into Thursday that sounded hopeful that there could be some deal reached imminently. Um, so that's encouraging. The UAW, on the other hand, um, it still seems like it and the major auto OEMs are relatively far apart. I will say that there has not really been a lot of media talk in the last call 24 to 36 hours, um, which I don't know if that's a positive sign or a negative sign. Um, perhaps it's mildly encouraging in that they might be narrowing their differences, but it still seems like they're far apart. The UAW has said that if there is not substantial progress, it would be escalating the strike today with an announcement at noon. Um, so again, unclear if there has been substantial progress, unclear if that announcement is still on. We'll have to wait and see. There's probably going to be a ton of noise and headlines today from the UAW. Um, but that is definitely uh, you know, a growing area of concern, even though the fallout right now from the current strike is, is relatively modest. Um, but again, it could escalate today. So that that's something people are watching very closely. Um, 
you know, Washington is Washington. The, the, the clown car show um, kind of wrapped up yesterday. The House was sent home. Unclear how this proceeds. Unclear if McCarthy can even kind of stay speaker, if he, if he's even, if, if he even should be called speaker at this point. This is a manufactured crisis. There's a very easy solution to it, which is putting a bipartisan bill on the floor and uh, having both parties participate in passing it. Um, unclear if that's going to happen, when that's going to happen. You know, I think markets are relatively, um, you know, they're kind of not paying a ton of attention to this for a few reasons, one of which is a shutdown can still be avoided. Again, this is a manufactured crisis. A shutdown, if it happens, probably won't be very long. A shutdown, if it does happen, again, it's kind of a misnomer. Large chunks of the government stay open. I think the one area that people are growing concerned about is if there is a shutdown, that could jeopardize the publication of economic data, which kind of would complicate Fed policy over the coming months. We're, we're kind of not at that point yet. You'd have to have a pretty extended shutdown for that to take place. But um, Powell was asked about that Wednesday afternoon during the press conference. And I think that to the extent people are concerned about the shutdown, I think that's kind of the main area. Uh, so those are kind of the major highlights and themes for today on the calendar. So the U.S. flash PMI is at 945. Uh, that UEW, the UEW announcement potentially at noon definitely going to be some type of news one way or the other on the UAW. Um, the Apple iPhone went on sale today, so there are probably going to be a few reports about how it's performing in various different markets. But that should be it. Um, no, no major company-specific news on today's calendar. Um, I talk a lot in the piece kind of just on my thoughts of what's happened in the market. Um, you know, as far as the Fed is concerned, Definitely hawkish on Wednesday, but importantly, there really has not been a major shift in market-based expectations for the funds rate. So that's really important. There's, you know, a lot of the media commentary is blaming the Fed, blaming this kind of big hawkish pivot from Powell. Um, there really wasn't one, and there hasn't been a reaction in the funds rate market. So just keep that in mind um, when, when kind of uh, responding to some of the criticisms of, of the Fed. Um, you know, the market is still about 50-50 on whether there'll be one more 25 basis point hike. Um, and there really hasn't been a huge change in the year-end 24 funds rate forecast. Now, to be fair, that number has risen a ton month to date. So there was a big repricing into the Fed, but it hasn't it hasn't changed a lot since the Fed. Um, I think the big issue right now is just we're in this vacuum of news. So we really need to see more inflation data. Powell himself said that there's been very good quote unquote inflation numbers the last three inflation reports. We don't get the next one until next Friday with the August PCE. Um, and I think that vacuum of information is more than anything kind of contributing to what you saw yesterday in particular, um, where there's just kind of nothing to refute or push back on the anxiety about how inflation's reaccelerating. The Fed's going to have to um, you know, keep rates very elevated for an extended period. Um, so you get the August PCE next Friday, and then two Fridays, you get the uh, the September jobs report. So we're just going to have to wait for a while. But the August PCE for next Friday, the core number is estimated at 3.9%, which would be a downtick from 4.2% in July. So you're seeing core disinflation, which is exactly what we want to see. And then the jobs report for September, which again is two weeks away, um, the consensus is penciling in just 150,000 ads, which is down from August and well off the pace from earlier in the year. So you're seeing the data come in, or if it comes in according to expectations, that it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be very important, positive, and kind of get things back on track to where they were a few weeks ago. 
whereby the funds rate ceiling has been hit. Um, and it's a question of kind of when rate cuts start next year. Uh, and that's kind of how I'm thinking about things, but I do appreciate that we're, you know, we're in this no man's land of economic data now for at least the next week. So that's everything for today. There's a lot of other news and information and commentary in the piece today. So definitely take a look at it. Uh, thank you everyone for listening.